reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ, amen, I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt becomes insipid, with what will you restore its flavor? Keep salt in yourselves, and you will have peace with one another. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I prepared this reading and these thoughts for today's homily, I said, well, it's going to be a hard one to talk about. And then, of course, when we woke up this morning, we heard that Russia had intact, attacked Ukraine. Not only the separatist areas of Ukraine, but the main city, Kiev. And even the proposal of dropping airlifted uh, Russian troops into Kiev to occupy their main buildings and their political establishment. The world is at war. This is a hard day for us. And people of Ukraine are here, and people from Slovakia here, and there's a 100-mile border between Slovakia and Ukraine. So today's Mass is asking St. Michael the Archangel to intercede with his power as defender of God and as defender of faith. The readings are so appropriate, and they dovetail a quote that was said this morning or last night probably this morning, by the ambassador to the Ukraine as he spoke to the ambassador of Russia. There's no purgatory for war criminals and criminals who kill during war. They go straight to hell. That's kind of a quote that wakes you up. There's no purgatory. There's no... This is not theology, this is his political uh, acclamation. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And already we know several soldiers have been killed, and at least one child has been killed with the bombing that's already started taking place in Kiev. Christ is talking to us today about respecting and loving and taking care of one another and if you don't, or if you give scandal, and I think, I'm not meaning, I don't want to name any political leaders, it's not appropriate, you know who I'm talking about. If the leaders of Russia, which are causing scandal because of 
their own political greed, lust for power, misguided view of history, cause scandal, and they do cause scandal by starting war, killing people. Maybe the ambassador to Ukraine hits it on the head. There's no purgatory for him. He goes straight to Gehenna, goes straight to hell. Gehenna is what is mentioned in the scriptures today. That's why I thought it was so appropriate. And Jesus is saying, you've got to take care of one another. You, you can't hurt one another. You can't uh, let any part of your body, your head, your brains, your feet hurt you or another person. And here we are talking about a major political leader who is very bright. A little off, but very bright. He knows what he's doing. And he knows what he has as a vision. So if his brain causes him to sin, better his body and his brain go straight to Gehenna. Basically, I'm paraphrasing Jesus because he wants us to have peace with one another. And world leaders are supposed to protect their people. And the people of Ukraine are being disrespected, taken advantage of, and caught in a political system. You, you know the history of it, just read on. That in peace and in peaceable, peaceable uh, ideology, were persuaded to give up their, and I, I'm glad they did, their nuclear weapons, and they're caught into a bind now because they're weaker than their Russian neighbors because of that. Thank God they did that, but on the other hand, what happens is they become weaker and the Russians become stronger and the Russians take advantage of the weak. And that's the scriptures. That, that, that's our scriptures. And James today is unbelievably straightforward. He's talking about the wealthy taking advantage of the poor. He's saying, okay, rich people, you're happy now. You're going to weep and you're going to wail over your impending miseries. Your wealth and your political power has rotted away and your clothes have become moth-eaten and your gold and your power corroded. We can apply that to what's going on in Eastern Europe. We can apply that to, to Russia and the Russian leaders because what they're doing is they're, they're killing God's people for no reason, well, for, yes, for a reason, for no logical reason, for the reason of power and the reason of prestige and the reason of spreading and, and acclimating other countries' sovereignty and disregarding another person's, another person slash nation's sovereignty. And in a way, James is talking to them. You have reached the, the poor, those the Ukrainians have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. And our prayers better reach the Lord's ears as well. We have to spend time in prayer. We're, we're only a week away or so from, from Ash Wednesday, a great time of prayer and fasting for the people of Ukraine, re requested by his Holy Father, our Holy Father, Pope Francis. We don't want this. We don't want to fast. We, don't, we shouldn't have to fast. 
But fasting brings us to the awareness of our nature, our human nature, and our dependence upon God. And today, James is helping us with that. You lived, he says to those that he's condemning, you, you lived on earth in luxury and pleasure. You have fattened your heart, and let me paraphrase, you have fattened your political heart for the day of slaughter. You've condemned and you've offered condemnation to people who are righteous. And the people who are righteous have given up their resistance. And again, two wrongs that make a right. So them having, Ukrainian having given up their access to nuclear powers is good. But it's left them vulnerable. And the rest of the world is looking, little aid here, little aid there, not enough, of course. And it's their war, it's not ours, so I don't think we as United States should be the heroes of the world. But we've got to defend our sisters and brothers of the Ukraine. We have to defend even the people of Russia because they're pawns in this political intervention. We haven't lost faith in them. So we're, our prayers today are to St. Michael, defender of the faith, defender of God's honor. And we pray for him as defender of the church on earth, the political, the physical church. And we pray for our sisters and brothers, Ukrainian Catholics, Ukrainian Orthodox, and the Ukrainian people, regardless of their faith. They were victims of a evil that will spread beyond the, the borders of Eastern Europe, regrettably. So our period of prayer through Lent has to be focused on peace, negotiation, respect, things that are not catching on yet between the Russians and the Ukrainians. So maybe that Ukrainian ambassador hit it on the head. There's no place other than hell for those who take life with the excuse of war. We pray for the leaders of both countries and the people of Eastern Europe in a very special way. Thank you.